coaster. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Monogrammed Bibles. Monogrammed Bibles. Monogrammed Bibles. Bible monogrammed. Do you have your Bibles monogrammed? Blood sprayed onto my Bible. My Bible. My Bible pages are covered in blood farts. I was just about to ask if you said what I thought you said, and it was that you blood farted on a Bible, and that is in fact what you said. I blew my butt on my Bible. After a blood fart, I needed to blow my butt into my Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, the blood farts get me every time. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) Josh's face was all fucked up when I said that he couldn't handle it. Drink this, for this is the blood of my farts. (laughs) Oh, and God. so the Lord said unto them, <laughs> blood farts. <laughs> <laughs> do you have ice in your peanut? No, but I do sometimes. Oh. I'm not ashamed my... of it. I put ice in my wine. Th- th- yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I know it is a sin. I know it is a sin to take a robust dark red and put some large ice cubes in it but let me tell you it just tastes so much better chilled does it though you mean watered down you're watering down your six bottle of yellow no. six dollar bottle of yellowtail yeah i prefer no, arbor mist it's the og <laughs> no what i'm trying to say is i like it cold if i could just chill what I should start doing is just putting the bottle of wine in the freezer for a while and then going from there. So I don't ru- I don't ruin the taste, but I I like it chilled. See, I'm, you know what I really oh you know what I really need? I think that you just shouldn't drink no. wine if that's what you're no, doing. No, you know what I really need? I need the really awesome uh, frost glasses that you put in your freezer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I need one of those. You can and put then any can glass in the freezer. I have an idea. Well, yeah, but they have specific ones. <laughs> no, the frosted ones look so cool. And they're cool as shit, and they're yeah. always sports-themed. And you know what I like? Bibles. So <laughs> if I can get a Bible-themed <laughs> one. I'm sure it exists. I'll get it for you for your birthday. I'm sure it does. Frosty Jesus? Yeah. I thought you were making a note to get one for yourself. I'll do it for you. Um, But, like, so the thing is, you could put those whiskey rocks oh, yeah. in your wine. And then nah, we could nah. dye them a nice red, and then yeah. we have that for our whiskey too. Also, I love wine that like stones. wine. I'm stone. a wine stone cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we can go through a handle of OC like nothing, but we can't even finish a normal sized bottle of wine. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's so tough. It makes me sleepy and it hurts my insides. It's not that bad. It makes my mouth look weird. <laughs> it gives me dry mouth. Are you guys ready to kick off your shoes and get this thing going? Yeah, I got my fucking feet up on the desk, bitches. <laughs> get them off. That's where I work. I'll sanitize it. Oh. <laughs> my feet are disgusting. I know. Yeah, now I'm sad for real. <laughs> Ruined it. All right. Now that we're all sad, welcome to my friend's favorite records, a podcast where we make each other listen to music. Uh, we, we need a tagline that's better than that. <laughs> Here it is. Here's the tagline. Oh, God. What? What happened? Did you hit pause accidentally? 
I'm here. Can you hear me? Are you there? Uh, I might have yeah, fucked I up. I did. Can we just do a clap in? Delete. Not a clap in, but a count in. I think it'll be all right because it's just a little bit off. Yeah. I'm recording again. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Yep. Countdown again. Uh, three, two, one. Shit. Fart. Cool. She was really off, but yeah. That's you gotta yeah. you gotta turn the keyboard off. That's what we have to do now because yeah. Pappy yeah. accidentally did that. Well, I turned it off now because I forgot. It's so. so touchy. It's so easy to yeah, do. Yeah, I hit the space bar by accident. And yep. That's that's what stopped. always happens to me. All right. Anyway, now that I'm recording again, welcome to my <laughs> friend's favorite records. How you doing out there, you M double Fers? Uh, we're trying out new taglines. <laughs> uh, That's the best I have. Check out our non-existent Twitter poll on whether you like that one or not. God, do I have to make a Twitter account? No, we're not doing Twitter. We'll do everything else with Twitter. I don't want to do Twitter. I fucking hate it. Welcome to the <laughs> podcast, episode six. Uh, I'm here with J-Pal and Poots, as always. Uh, Yo. How Hi. you doing? I'm actually, I'm doing okay. <laughs> There's the pappy I know. <laughs> yeah, doing all right. Nice. Poots, how are you? I'm here. <laughs> Love the energy. Love the energy. I'm still here. <laughs> Unfortunately, Josh, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm here again for another week, do you, unfortunately. Do you need to ask Spooky how he is? Because he's got yeah. a lot to fucking say. Spooky, what's up? Give him the mic. As soon as the cat gets the mic, he doesn't want to speak. He got fucking shy about it as soon yeah. as I put it at him. Happens to the best we're, of us. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. yeah. So it's a new... How are you? Uh, oh, how am I? Nobody yeah. ever asks me how I am. That's not true. I ask you all the time. That's right. You ask me every week. <laughs> Who's the good boy? How's the good boy? It's not me. Uh, I don't know. Where's you at? He's in the other room. Oh, well, he's probably Damn, being he's a nice. good boy. Anyway. He is being a good boy. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing good. Tired. But you know, living some sort living. of some sort of dream. It feels like some days. Um, yeah. How was the week for the two of you? Did you guys have anything good happen? Listen to anything good? Check anything cool out? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was an okay week. Uh, <laughs> we stayed up really late to watch the Flyers win in double overtime did. last night. We screamed a lot. We screamed a lot. It was. <laughs> there were two games this week. They won in overtime, and both of the games, it was mostly me just talking about how I wasn't going to watch the game anymore and then continuing to watch the game. So, uh, especially last night, they lost the lead before going into the third, and I was like, I'm done watching this. And I went and took a shower, and then I came back and was like, I guess I'm still watching this. And and I'm, I'm, I'm glad I did. It was a uh, typical Flyers fashion heart attack city uh so much stress but hey they pushed it to a game seven and uh you'll hear this well after <laughs> tomorrow's game i was gonna and, say uh, we don't know the future yet uh don't know what's gonna happen hoping for the best hoping for the boys oh the really really cool thing was that limblom uh played uh is his first game since like december he was diagnosed with cancer and he uh received treatment and he was cleared in july and he entered the bubble a few weeks ago and he played his first game that's really awesome last night that was, was really they cool were really to see secretive about it too it they was, were they didn't i mean like honestly when he got that diagnosis i thought his career was over and maybe worse yeah um at that point because he had a very bad cancer and 
when I saw that he was in the lineup, I was, it, I got all weepy because yeah. it was just insane. And then everyone was just tapping the ice like. Uh, the uh, the Islanders actually started, started it. it. Yeah, it was really That's nice, awesome, which is really cool. It was cool. really really cool. So yeah, that yeah. was nice. And uh, he, you know, beyond that, he had some good looks. He almost scored once or twice. He made some good plays, and uh, it was good to see him on the ice again. It was right. weird hearing his name. Yeah. That's but that's well, really cool for sure. Really cool yeah. to hear him uh, make a full recovery and and be able to get back on the ice. For sure. I mean, the, yeah, that's the most the most important thing is the full recovery for himself. Um, but to be able to do the thing he loves still, that's pretty awesome. That's very cool. Beyond that, uh, well, I don't know if we will if I want to announce this to the whole world, but Josh, I wanted to tell you that uh, come Tuesday, I will be. The proud new father of <laughs> oh no a new guitar what yeah yes i uh what did you think he was gonna say because it sounded very like <laughs> intense well i thought he was gonna be a real dad and i'm disappointed that i'm not gonna be an uncle bullshit <laughs> bullshit god ew <laughs> no i didn't know what to expect honestly that's cool uh what kind what is it well it's it's a new used guitar uh but I decided to uh, pick up a jazz master and see what all the fuss is about. <laughs> That's awesome. Is it the one that yeah. you texted me, that you showed me? It is. Nice. It is. I was able to get the price down a little bit, too, so I'm pretty stoked about that. Hell yeah. And um, I don't know. It's my first new guitar in 13 years. Dang. So I'm excited. That's cool. I'm excited to try it out. That's awesome that you're getting yourself... For you, anyway, a new guitar, even though it might yeah. have, might have seen a little bit of mileage, it still looked really nice from the pictures I saw. Yeah, from the description, it seemed like it was. I mean, who? I mean, this could just be some false advertising. Who knows? Uh, but mostly just used at the house and barely used. Pretty much, you know, just hanging out, waiting to be sold. So yeah, most of my guitars I have, I only used in the house, and they're pretty fucked up. So <laughs> yeah, fair, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> So this guy's doing better than you. <laughs> Doesn't take much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited about that. I mean, I'm doing the thing where I'm like, I can't believe I just spent money on something that I don't technically need. But I'm excited because, uh, you know, music is just one of my passions. And uh, I really, uh, I'm, I don't know. It's the inspiration that comes with <laughs> delete getting a new instrument yeah. is ridiculous. Like, it's just even if it was a different color guitar than something I had, the, for some reason that just sparks so many different things in your head for yeah. some reason, and I am excited to see what happens. So hell yeah, I'm excited for you, and I can't wait to see you shredding on it soon. Gonna try. We'll see. Poots, did you have anything else before uh, Jay Watt talks about his posy things? Yeah, I had two little things. So the cat that has been at the shelter I work with since they opened got adopted today. Today. Heck, heck yeah. And yes. not to toot my own horn here, but I made a little promo video for her <laughs> and uh, did some promoting of that little lady. And within a few days, I think it was a week, she was scooped the frick up. Hell yeah. That's awesome. And I don't know. I mean, it could have just been a coincidence. I really don't know. Like, that's, but it it was very exciting because she's super sweet and super cute. And mm. it sucks that she's been there for so long. And I don't know how she's been there for so long. 
Um, so that was really exciting. And uh, I don't, this isn't like, oh, overwhelmingly positive thing. But I, in addition to the homework assignment that we have been listening to this week, I have always kind of had this band, uh, Nato Coles and the Blue Diamond Band, on my radar because they did a cover of a song that I really like. And the one record, Promises to Deliver, is what that cover is on. And I kind of just decided that I was going to listen to that this week. And they've played Fest a couple of times. They're definitely like a Dirty Nellies style band. They got a little bit of twang. But I, man, that record is really good. And it's just something else I've been vibing on real hard this week. And you guys should check it out. Justin's probably heard it because I've definitely been blasting it in the kitchen while I'm cooking and whatnot. But yeah. You guys should check it out. It's not something I would assign just because I'm. it's super new to me at this point. So if I did assign, it would be a long time from now. But check it out. Fun, fun, boozy, yeah, fest cool. vibes. Yeah, yeah, sick. That's really cool. Yeah, how about you? How's your week? Positive things? This week kind of flew by, so I didn't I didn't have a lot going on. But um, in my boredom at work, I came across a new YouTube channel called Let's Game It Out. And it's this guy who plays simulation games but he does the most ridiculous things possible uh for instance the one is i built an airport of suffering where nobody is safe an airport <laughs> simulator and a another one called i abducted my entire neighborhood in the sims 4 <laughs> and another one that i really like is i became a multimillionaire in one year by tormenting the police <laughs> <laughs> and his commentary that goes along with it is just it had me busting up and was very funny so i don't know maybe check that out it's real goofy cool. and it made me laugh a lot but that's really all i got that sounds awesome though this Definitely week did fly by yeah it did also it was positive it to get to see you in person for a little bit that's again true today. safely yeah. yes. i stopped safely. by we uh safely hung out i got to see utah which is always an exciting mm -hmm. thing to do um, you gave us a thumb drive i gave you cat flea preventatives <laughs> just the best <laughs> trade-off the best things just some shady <laughs> drug dealing of cat chemicals <laughs> yeah um, so that was cool too and we will maybe potentially see each other tomorrow for a nice socially distanced hang so that's something to yeah. look forward to I can't wait yeah. to drink some Pinot. Try it out. I'll try to save you some. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, mean, it doesn't matter. It's probably not vegan. So. Oh, yeah. White wine's not very vegan. I'll bring my own white wine. It's in a box. Does that make a difference? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then it's fine. If it's just a space bag, it's okay. Yeah, it's the glass that makes it not <laughs> vegan. <laughs> <laughs> From the famous glass cow. Exactly. Yes. It's like a glass udder filled with Pinot. <laughs> <laughs> just suckling on the teat <laughs> of the pinot cow oh jesus oh my goodness <laughs> anyway so those are good things <laughs> those are all everything we said was great I don't really have a question for you guys this week. I didn't think about that. Well, shit. I mean, do you want one? I can try to come up with something yeah. real quick. Well, yeah. I mean, we don't need to. Yeah, we think don't on need your toes, to. buddy. Think on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a. Qu I actually have a question for you. What? No, he can't hear us. <laughs> <laughs>
He can't hear us. <laughs> he can't hear us. He's we unplugged. Can talk so much shit on him. Oh yeah, what a motherfucker. What a dickhead. Damn it. Oh. Oh, no, look at he's him. A, he thinks he knows he's got something here, but, but really, I have a question. He I can't actually hear do you. have a okay, question. Okay, now I'm back. <laughs> I, have oh, a, I unplugged I, my headphones we and couldn't hear anything. So you said. much shit. We were <laughs> yeah, talking. So I mean, much I'm gonna shit. hear it. I edit the show. I'll hear it. Oh yeah. no! Oh, damn it. Also, speaking of the show. Um. <laughs> like the MLB the show Justin did you say you have a question I, I thought of a question Random question off the top of my head I don't know if it's a good one but I thought of it if you want me to ask The question this week unless you found something That you like no go ahead Okay. So the question I have for you guys is Some people don't get this Feeling but when you listen to music Is there ever a time when you Are listening to something that just so overwhelms you that you just have goosebumps when you hear it yes absolutely and can follow up question to that is can you think of a song that that sometimes slash always happens is there like a specific song that causes that effect for you and is it like all of the time or is it like most of the time is it like a mood do you have to be in a mood for it to actually cause that that feeling and if this is too deep of a question, we don't have to do it, but we could save it for another time. No, I like. I just need a second. Oh, I think I have my answer. Go for it. This is just off the top of my head, and this happens to me with other stuff too, but Lawrence Arms in transit is something that always just like hits me real hard like that. But it gives you goosebumps? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, is there like, like a specific spot in the song that you could like no, call out, or is I it just, just... That song. Okay. It's just that song. But there's there's a lot of other stuff too. It's just that off the top of my head was like, man, that song fucks me up. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's a good song. It's a good song to get fucked up to. <laughs> <laughs> off the top of my head, I could probably think of a bunch of songs, mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot of the first thing that I start thinking about is songs that I connect to emotionally because of maybe seeing a band live. The one that comes to my mind is, yeah, it was at Fest the first year I went, and Bomb the Music Industry was headlining. Well, they were second to last. Municipal Waste played last. They headlined. Yeah, I mean, of course, Uh they would have to headline, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But Bomb the Music Industry played uh, the Florida Theater, so it was the big venue, and it was packed out. And the last song they played, which is the last song on the album Scrambles, and I forget the name of the song off the top of my head, um, but it's got like this really drawn out ending where he keeps yelling the same line over and over again, which is uh, I saw the sunset over the instrumentals and then kind of all the instruments cut out and it's just yelling that line over and over again. And they were playing that song to finish the set and Jeff comes out into the middle of the crowd with the microphone and I am face to face with him surrounded by all these other people and everybody's just screaming along with no music screaming I saw the sunset and every time I hear that song I think about that and it just gives me this like crazy chill feeling like goosebumps that's Uh, awesome you just made me think of another one go for it (laughs) yeah go for it when I saw AFI they did an encore with Total Immortal and holy shit that was such a moment and so many people there were so much younger than me and didn't know it because they were all there for like December Underground and Crash Love and I just started climbing on top of all of these like 20 year old girls and it was just magical and beautiful That's and awesome. 
I love AFI so much, and that was such a wonderful moment. And I don't know that that song specifically makes me feel that way, but because of actually seeing it live and just being there in that moment and losing my shit to something that I loved so much for so long makes me feel that way. Nice. That's awesome. How about you? Yeah, J-Pal, what do you got? Uh, yeah, uh, there are tons of songs that do that to me, uh, and I I can't obviously think of them all in this moment. Like, it just, ha- you know, it'll happen randomly, but uh, the one that like really pops into my head is the song bloom uh by uh give up the ghost aka american nightmare but when that song came out the album was by the band give up the ghost um and in high school i listened to that record so much and they were like my favorite band and uh something about that song it's right after this break where he's like yelling and then and it goes into this really like big moment in the song and when that part comes in just lyrical content and the music itself i would be listening to that on the bus going to school and i would just be overcome with like chills and goosebumps like it just resonated so hard with me and um it's still one of my favorite songs to this day Unfortunately, I got to go see American Nightmare, and they didn't uh, play anything off of We're Down to We're Underground, and, except for uh, Love American. Great song, but I wanted to hear Bloom. Uh, and they had been playing it previously on other tours when they came back. So I'm pretty bummed I didn't get to see that live. But I guarantee if that song came on right now, it would give me goosebumps at that part because it just something about it just strikes a chord with me. So That's awesome. So, yeah, that's cool. Should we maybe add those songs to the playlist? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, that Make sounds it cool. note. I mean, we got our guilty pleasures on there. Why not? <laughs> Let's get the Goosebumps songs yeah. on. Goosebumps yeah. The soundtrack to Goosebumps. There. Yeah. <laughs> Guys want to take a little pee break and then get into the record? That sounds great because I have to pee. Can right. I share this with you? Oh. I mean, I I'll guess. share mine with you. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's fine. I guess I got to share my cream ale now. We'll be right back after these cream ales. <laughs> we'll be right back after these pinot cream ales. Pinot creams. Welcome back. <laughs> Are you guys good? You guys got new full drinks ready to go? I've refilled my Pinot. Oh, uh, well, Boots took my cream ale. We're sharing the cream ale. And now ale. we're sharing it. Let's pod. Let's pod. <laughs> it's time to talk about the record of the week. Last week we talked about Reverse the Curse, Hither and Yawn, assigned by Poots. Then I followed it up and assigned X'd Out by Terramellos. I reignited my obsession with this band by assigning this. I tried so hard to not just 
bombard you guys with all this weird random crap about the band you failed uh you failed. no i did really Terribly. good for how much i could have sent you <laughs> Fair. Fair. <laughs> there was so much for so much more that i could have uh kept going on i clearly love this record but i want to start off by getting the opinions of the two of you somebody kick this off and yeah we can just start talking about it and i might interject you know yeah do you want me to go or do you i mean to? my first note is about the opening track then go for it okay go for it <laughs> you go that sounds it. like a well, good starting point yes yeah so immediately when this started i thought it sounded so much like the song stunts by my dad and <laughs> i don't know if you're familiar it sounds like i'm talking about something that my dad actually did but the band is my dad are you familiar at all from chicago right uh dave, yeah. dave, dave collis yes. he stayed yeah we yeah. we uh they stayed with us at fest the one year yeah for a night or okay. two yeah so it doesn't actually sound very much like that at all, but there's just this specific like syncopated guitar thing that's happening that they also do when the song really kicks in at the same exact point. So I just ended up listening to that song really quick when I started <laughs> listening to this, and then I restarted the record because I was like, I did the side-by-side -side comparison, so it wasn't just a, uh, I'm going to go listen to this instead. <laughs> it was, wait, this kind of reminds me of something, and then this is so out there and don't ask me how I know this song. Are you guys familiar with the Temper Trap? No. Okay. No. It's kind of that passion pit. You would find it on the FIFA soundtrack <laughs> type shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. This might actually be on the one FIFA soundtrack. I'm not sure. But the intro to the song Sweet Disposition also does something very similar in the beginning, and it kind of reminded me of that, too, which none of this is bad at all because they're all really good songs. And you have something to say, Batman. You, you meant Sweet Emotion by Aerosmith? Shut up. No, Your I'm favorite sorry that Aerosmith I even song? let you speak just then. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that kicks in. That happens. Those things all ran through my brain immediately. Um, but aside from that, the opening track I thought was really cool and there's just throughout the whole record so many interesting layers and effects going on and I don't understand the yeah you're nodding and I don't understand all the crazy bleep bloopy knobby bullshit that goes on with fucking with pedals to make all of this stuff happen see this is where I resisted sending you like two hours worth of uh, Nick Reinhardt <laughs> talking about his pedal boards so thank you for not sending that because I mean, maybe Justin would have cared, but I would have just been thinking, I can't figure this out <laughs> at all. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, there are also parts of this, especially uh, New Chlorine and Bite, that have a little bit of a My Bloody Valentine vibe going on. And I think it's just the effects that are happening in certain so sounds and tones that are occurring that make me think that. Um, but Bite might be one of my favorite tracks, so going on from that in that song which to me also lyrically is a little bit more cohesive than a lot of this record because a lot of the lyrical content's a little weird it's which another that's fine. it's another it one of those yeah kind yeah, of like you and not you but also it doesn't necessarily bother me in this the way it bothered me with q and not you because i'm not really focusing on the lyrical content of this record i'm focusing on the sounds that are occurring and just 
how it all works musically. But in Bite, uh, the lines, there's so many somethings, not enough of what you want, not an ounce of anything you can take home to your mom. And I don't know if I'm interpreting this correctly or the way they intended, but I just think it's interesting to view it from the perspective of feeling as though what you're doing isn't going to live up to your parents' expectations or doesn't meet their exact standards. And you're just doing all of these things and working so hard towards something that you give a shit about, but it's not good enough to talk to your parents about it because they don't really approve of it. And I don't know, that's just something I took from that, but I thought it was really interesting. I think that's a good way to yeah read that line. I mean, and just to interject a little bit, his lyrics are clearly very cryptic like you're not Mm -hmm. sure what he's saying and i think they would actually appreciate your interpretation like people interpreting it how they want to see it you know yeah um they don't i think that's part of the plan to get you to think about it yourself yeah and the couple lines after that too about squashing the bug and letting it know that it's a farce and just making a new painting i'm just thinking about all of that too and I, I had some notes on that, but then I deleted that because I found it. I felt like I sounded like an incoherent idiot rambling on about it because I didn't really know how to articulate what I actually felt about it. But it's just another one of those things where you're just like, there's that thing on the wall. I'm going to fucking kill it. And then seeing it as art or just doing something really weird about that. I don't know. I didn't really know how to break any of that down because their lyrics are very cryptic, but I liked those lines a lot. I like the lyrical content in this song a lot, and I like the song musically a whole lot. Um, I don't have a whole lot of notes about Tropic Lame, but I think it's my favorite song because it's the song that every time I listen to this record, I would stop what I was doing and think about how much I was enjoying it. So that is my note on that. <laughs> it's just that I really, really enjoyed it. Um I did not like Snake Lake and No Phase. Those are skippers for me. And also Slimed is a skipper for me. I'm sorry. I you made a face Mm-mm. at me and that's that's fine. Those are my those are my feelings. That's fine. Yeah. Although I will say this and I know Justin is gonna say this too because we this is one of the brief things we talked about with this record because again, I'm just gonna say even though we live together, we try really hard to not talk about what we're gonna talk about on the podcast and not taint our notes or our feelings on things. Yeah. But I was discussing how I just didn't like slimed and I don't know why, but despite not really liking that song and i think it's because i don't enjoy the repetitiveness of it something about it just doesn't click with me but the line something about my face always makes me sick is so (laughs) good and i know that you love that too so i just wanted to say that like this is just something we both talked about because you were like oh but it has that line i'm like i know and it's so good it's just this song bothers me i don't like this i don't like this song i was like yeah but that first line is so good (laughs) and so relatable you just look at yourself in the mirror and you're like oh god yeah what the fuck but the song that comes after that until lufthansa i don't know if i'm saying that correctly i don't know but that song is so fun and upbeat and just really brought me back in because I felt like Slime was starting to lose me a little bit. But goddamn, that song <laughs> is so good. So I, those are pretty much my notes for this. And I will say I listened to this record a lot this week while I was working. And I gave it its listen while focused just on it. But I did listen to it a lot while I was working. And I don't know how much of a revisit this will be for me. But I will say it is something that is very easy and nice for me to listen to while working which might be kind of surprising because there's a lot going on and 
I know I was bitching about how chaotic Q and Not You was, but there's something that's really soothing about this record as a whole for me, and I enjoyed listening to it, and I would put it on multiple times a day and be like, wow, I can't believe that's over already. And I ended up listening to even more of their material because it would go into the next record, and it flowed pretty seamlessly into the next record, and I found myself enjoying that a lot and just kind of being like, hey, I'm working, and I am just listening to this, and it's not assaulting me. And then there's still those tracks that were standing out like Tropic Lame and Until Lufthansa and a few others that I just kept being like, oh, shit, every time that song came on, I'd stop what I was doing to go write a note about it and be like, this is the track. Like, you really like this one because every time it comes on, you stop what you're doing to think about it and to focus on it. So that was really cool. That's cool. And I'll just go ahead and say that my rating on this is and don't. Can I give a half? Like, can I do can half scale stuff? You can do whatever okay. the fuck you want. <laughs> okay. Because I think that saying that for me this is a six is a little too low because I listened to it a lot and I kept enjoying putting it on and I listened to it a bunch while I was walking and everything else. So I would say a 6.5 just because there are those couple of skippers for me, which I know you both are probably judging me because when I did say something else is that when I mentioned my skippers, Justin was just like, I disagree with you. That song is really cool. And <laughs> just like, all right, <laughs> which that's fine because yeah. we all have different takes and opinions on this stuff. But I would give this record a six and a half okay. out of ten. And I would definitely put it. It would be in my queue for things to listen yeah. to at work and, without a doubt. And I knew so, assigning this, I was taking a little bit of a chance. Like I said, I we have all seen the band together live. We have, um, and it was really fun. Yeah, and I knew that you guys could at least tolerate it. I knew I wasn't in assigning something miserable to you. <laughs> no, um, no, not at all. Yeah, no. but I knew it's it was fun. out of your your range a little bit and something a little different, and that's what I wanted to do was kind of push that boundary a little bit. It definitely pushed my boundaries. I liked it a lot for the fact that this is so outside of my wheelhouse and things that I generally listen to, so... I appreciate you making me listen to something that honestly I probably should have listened to a little bit more because when we saw them I had a really good time and I enjoyed it a lot. I just think sometimes when I see crazy pedal boards I get like, "Oh my god, what's <laughs> going to happen here? This is going to be so much for my brain to process." <laughs> to quote but- you from uh, the Q and Not You episode, "Oh god, it's jazz. Jazz. Oh god, <laughs> it's jazz." <laughs> yeah. But I I enjoyed this enough to listen to it way more than I probably had to, so that's a really good sign. It's not on the level of how many times I listened to Warmones, that's for sure. <laughs> but I did set the bar pretty high with that. First you really record. did. You really did. But this is nice, and I actually think that when it kept going into the record after this on Spotify, because that's how I was listening to it. Let's be real. Um, whatever record is after this in that queue. I think I may have actually liked a little bit more. Yeah, I, I was backwards, I was so I think say, it's Patagonia Rats. Which, yeah, it's Patagonia, Patagonia Rats. Rats. That's what it was. That's the record yeah. before this. Um, yeah. Which is probably a little more mellow and a little more natural sounding. Not that which this sounds like I liked it overproduced or anything, but this has, no. it's a little more clean sounding, I would say. A little more thought out. Yeah. Produc- production wise. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's why when it did go on and I let it play through, I found myself enjoying it a little bit more. But something else I want to say about this is I don't know specifically why this happened, but I was listening to this when I was out walking the other night and 
for whatever reason, some small part of some song that I didn't take a note about because I was out walking made me think about the band Pinback and the record Summer in Abaddon. And, oh, what, did I just... Is that no, a note that you had? Is that they, something you thought about? I'm, I think I read in my research, they toured with Pinback. So. Correct. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense because I really like Pinback and Summer in Abaddon is my favorite Pinback record. And... I, I cannot remember which exact point in this record made me think of them. And it was probably one of the syncopated guitar things that was happening in one of the songs that made me think of it because it was something specific that made me think of another specific pinback song. So if you're both not familiar with them, you should listen to that record or maybe don't because maybe I'll assign it at some point. But just listen to it because I think that you would enjoy elements of it. I mean... They can be a little boring at times, but there's so many interesting things going on musically with them. I I don't know. I you can borrow the record from me if you want because I have it. It's it's really great, but it's cool that this also made me think of that and made me want to listen to it. And it makes so much sense that they toured with them. Yes, I they did. It makes they did tour so with much them, sense. and they have talked about like how that was like insane for them to tour with a band that they like love. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I saw Pinback. It was really fucking boring. And I like Pinback. But they- <laughs> Tara Mullis was also not the opener when I saw Pinback. It was um, MCP Pants, uh, which is like MC Chris or whatever from some sort of like Comedy Central thing. I- he does voices hmm. for I- shit on Aqua Teen at some point. I know point. MC Chris. Yeah, MC yeah. Chris, like his persona is MCP Pants on Aqua Teen, I think. Oh, God. Is the thing. God damn it. It's so fucking stupid. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Someone can fact check me on that. But that's who was opening for Pinback. And it was just a sea of weird middle-aged white dudes who thought that was really funny and then left before Pinback played. <laughs> <laughs> so then it was just you watching Pinback by yourself? Yeah. At the TLA, which is a really big venue. Yes, it is. It was really odd. Um, but they were really boring live. And if Tara Mellis had opened for them, I probably would have been way less bored for that whole thing because it sucks when you go to see a band that you like and it ends up being really fucking boring. But also, if you listen to Pinback, you'd be like... That adds up that this would not be exciting to see live, but um, thank you for assigning this. It was exciting, and I really enjoyed it. It was musically different from a lot of things that I listened to, and it was an adventure for me and a challenge to actually try to take notes since it was so different. It was hard for me to... It's harder for me to really articulate things since I don't actually play music where I think that you guys make all your funny little like, and this part was all like, and I'm just like, okay, cool. I can't do that because I don't fucking get it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's, that's the cool thing to get that opinion from you who doesn't like give a shit about nerdy guitar stuff whereas like i'm (laughs) drooling over it and you're just like this is music i guess (laughs) (laughs) but i i think that they're the way they use all of their effects is really interesting and not assaulting or (laughs) offensive to me it's not overwhelming it's just good and i think that i think the thing that annoyed me about um what was the song that I said that I skip all the time? Slimed. Slimed. I think the thing that annoyed me about it is it just sounds wrong to my brain. Like, it's kind of... I think that's the point. It's, yeah, it's I a know weird that's time the signature. It's like yeah. a The weird time signature drives me shit. fucking nuts. So the fact that... it Because jazz. It. Because jazz does weird jazz. shit with time signatures. <laughs> jazz. jazz. 
I fucking hate jazz in case you haven't picked up on that yet. But Good to know. I'm noting that. Jazz. Boots hates. <laughs> there's weird things going on with the time signatures real hard in Slimed and it bothers me. <laughs> and those off notes are just like, why did that happen? That's wrong. It's <laughs> fucked up. It bothers me. And I'm sure that you two fucking nerds have so many more positive things to say about that. But yeah, overall. It was interesting to me, and I enjoyed it enough that I didn't want to kill myself, so that's positive. I'm glad that you got that much <laughs> out of it. Because <laughs> I didn't want to torture you with this one. There will be no, ones that didn't. I want to torture you with, but this was one I was like, I kind of want you them didn't. to get something out of this. There was zero torture here. It wasn't painful at all. I listened to it a lot. If I hated it, I would have listened to it once and been like, my notes just like, fuck this record. But like, <laughs> <laughs> um it's just so funny to me that I didn't know that they toured with Pinback and he yeah. said that. It's just funny that I had that thought and I didn't say it. Like, I just didn't mention it at all and I wasn't even going to bring it up. And then I was just like, I don't know, that kind of really struck a chord with me. And I was really thinking about it because I stopped what I was listening to, which was the record at my like 20th play through it and put on the Pinback record until I got home. And I yeah. just was going to say something to you. And then I was like, I'm going to save that for the pod. And I'm glad that I did because now nice. I've been informed that they toured with them. And that's interesting. Yeah. Cool. You did you happen to listen to the original version of Melody 9? She did because of me. I did. I reminded her. All right. Oh, I also. It's the one from the split, right? Yes. That's the original? Yeah. Yes. Okay. From yes. the By the End of yeah. Tonight split. Yep. I liked the original stuff more. The original, like that split or that song specifically? That song specifically, but also that whole split. That I liked that whole split whole more. whole split is so good. It was really cool. What are your thoughts on, yeah, the contrast between the two from the original to the one on X to Out? Well, I have something else to say. Go for it. About the homework that I actually did do, which was listening to the remixes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Cool. What? Moving on. That's all you said. I was mostly just proud that I actually did it because I was like, we didn't do the homework. And I remembered that I did, in fact, actually listen to yeah. that. So I wanted to just flaunt that I did that. And it was fun. Did you did both of you listen to him? Yes. You I listened to them as well. Guys want to talk about that briefly because we don't have to go too in depth with that. Poots, you said they were awesome. I, uh, I. <sighs> I always think I'm going to be a huge fan of remixes of songs. Like, I think that's a cool concept, and I always want to like them. And there's few remixes of bands that I like that I've uh, actually really ended up enjoying. Um, I I think I like the original songs better than the remixes, which isn't hard to do, you know. Yeah. Um, I thought there were some cool ideas happening on some of those remixes. I uh, enjoyed the the rapping by Milo on the one track and Bus Driver and Bus. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's Bus I, Driver Milo's, featuring Milo. Yeah. Okay, Milo stuck out because I know that name. Like I know my not just as a name, but as the artist Milo. Okay. Like <laughs> I thought I, you were going to say because of your mom's dog Milo. <laughs> Oh no! Yes, yeah. That's the, my. I didn't realize that my mom's dog was on this recording. It's pretty fucking insane. He's a pretty sick rapper. Yeah. Um. But no, I've I've listened to other material by Milo. Nice. And uh, enjoyed it. So that that was kind of like a familiarity thing there. Um. I don't know. I think that the original songs just kind of ring more true. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I've definitely heard some remixes where I'm like, oh, that that's actually kind of cooler than this. But they were still cool. 
but I probably wouldn't go back and listen to those again. I would prefer to listen to the yeah. the actual record. I um I enjoy them a lot just cuz as a huge fan of this band, they released this after Xed Out came out. Okay. Um I believe it might have been right before, but it was somewhere around there. I know that sounds really dumb. It was either before or after. <laughs> but it was either right before or right after. So it was like a really cool companion piece to have that because um, mm-hmm. they released the record and then they had they released the remixes as a 10 inch record that I got as well and I'm also a huge fan of the band Fang Island and enjoy Zorch and I'm not as familiar with Bus Driver as I should be I knew about them but I just it's something I need to dive into that's my favorite track on the remixes yeah. is the bus driver one that one I, I agree I think that's the best of the tracks I yeah. do want to just interject and say I forgot about the Fang Island one, and they did a really good job of making it sound like Fang Island. Yes. Yeah, it was really cool. Like, really good job. And Nick Reinhardt even has a remix of his own song, which is pretty cool. <laughs> and they've done this with other things. Patagonian Rats also had a... It had some remixes, and it had some alternate versions, and a couple of bonus songs that they released with it as well, which I just... It's a cool companion piece to go with the record that kind of extends it out a little bit more. I agree. The full-length record, obviously, it's got all the best stuff on it, but it's just nice to have this little companion piece to throw on, and it is very yeah. dancey and cool to have one in the background. It's very cool. I enjoy it. Yeah, I can see that being a very good companion piece, especially if it is one of your favorite bands. It's always nice to have. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are ba- I'm probably forgetting a remix album I love of a band that I love that I'm like eventually going to be like, "Oh yeah, check out these fucking remixes. It's fucking <laughs> yeah. great." And you're going to be like, "Oh, nah, dude, come on." <laughs> yeah, get over it. <laughs> Did you have any more thoughts on the remixes, Poots? Cuz I think the most you said about it was that it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because pretty much the whole time I was listening to it, I was doing this. She's shaking uncontrollably right now. <laughs> I don't Which... know if you should call 911 or not. <laughs> Which that's me dancing and vibing. If you want, uh, I think that kind of ties into some of my notes there. Yeah, man. Um, uh, let's jump back into the actual record. And uh, Pappy, let me know some of your thoughts and opinions. So just going off of that, uh, I, th- I do think uh, it was very enjoyable while working. Uh, I was working from home a few days this week and was able to listen to it while working as well. And uh, things get pretty repetitive. I don't mean that in a bad way, but there are some repetitive parts in these songs and it almost becomes hypnotic. Like you don't realize that the song's been going on for a while and it's not even, the songs aren't even that long, but the parts repeat and you're just like in a rhythm. Like I can see why Poots was like, oh, I'm in a rhythm working. Like this is really nice because it just really hypnotizes you into the out and then you get kind Which, of lost in it and then all of a sudden one of the hits come on and then like yeah. Boots said like it pulls you back in for a second after you've been kind for of sure. lost in it for a little bit for Absolutely. sure or they'll do like the really rep- they'll be repetitive for a while and then all of a sudden they'll like oh here's this different time signature we're gonna throw in this like off measure and reel you back in and then oh wait nope never mind we were just playing with you here's back to the repetitive part yeah which is really cool i really enjoy that I thought it was really interesting how, like, I've I've listened to Tara Mellos before. I'm not super familiar with her material. Like, I didn't. I'm not like a huge fan. I thought it was really interesting with this album that they were somehow to really uh, able to maintain 
a real dream pop atmospheric feel despite so many chaotic math rock parts the whole album to me still feels very dreamy which is really cool i think that's where the my bloody valentine thing came in for me i can see yeah that makes sense like the shoegazy dreamy feel at times because he loves chorus so much yeah yeah there's so much chorus um and i this is a note i had for later in my discussion but i'll just throw it in there now but um i had the question were they always so dream poppy and i know the answer to that because i know the band and i know they were not um but i'm wondering wondering if this shift came with the whole wave of dream pop music entering the indie progressive uh post-hardcore realm during this time because this was 2013 right yes this album came out yes so that's around the time like a lot of bands were like kind of shifting into the dream pop uh shoegazy thing and so i kind of i know the answer to my question is they probably all i don't think they were capitalizing on it but i think they were putting some of those influences into their record as well i don't i don't know if you have a comment on that at all josh um they have a weird trajectory of their albums they were just this, this like ridiculous math core band their first untitled record is just instrumental math tappy guitars weird time signatures very jazz i don't think poots would like it at all <laughs> um and then she might hate it you yeah. know they they kind of stuck with that for a little bit and they did another they did drugs to the dear youth which was another instrumental very math rock tappy ep and then they did the By the End of Tonight split, which is the mm-hmm. first set of songs that had any vocals on them, which are very uh, effects heavy because mm-hmm. he's not the best singer. He admits to it. He openly talks about how he puts a lot of chorus on his vocals just so it sounds decent, which you got to respect that. Like, Yeah, yeah. As long as you're open about it and not trying to hide it. Yeah, he uses a vocal processor but it right. makes it work. Um, what's the difference between using a vocal processor and a bunch of guitar effects? It's kind of the same thing. Also, the focus of this band isn't the vocals. Right. No. It's just another added so, layer. Yes. Like, it feels... The vocals feel more like an extra instrument. Yes. And in this case. And that's kind of something I want to touch on in, in a bit, maybe. Um, okay. But just to kind of... On their trajectory, still, like, this record really felt different, even from Patagonian Rats. Like, Patagonian Rats was their first full length they put out since their original untitled one and they were a completely different band by that point and Patagonian Mm -hmm. Rats had a sound and you can tell listening to it and then listening to X'd Out and their newest record Trash Generator that they finally kind of keyed into what they want to be doing not that Patagonian Rats is bad by any means I love that record too but it does sound a little different from their latest two full lengths they're a band who's always discovering and evolving their sound um, mm-hmm. and pulling from their influences. They are big fans of the Pixies, uh, Weezer, like all these kind of simple, almost early original dream pop bands that was before. Like fuzzed out. Yeah, before yeah. it was a thing. Yeah. Again, like you said, they're not capitalizing on it, but they're kind of finding their sound. And that's that's part of it. I think it works. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, like, it feel nothing about it feels forced. It feels very organic yeah. and i think that works there are so many bands during that time period that they put out the record and it just felt so forced it was like okay you're doing the same thing this other band did and you think you're gonna like get popular now because of it um <clears throat> but this one i mean they were already 
an established like they had their established fan base like that wasn't like they needed to like reel more people in i mean if they did great but anyway uh it definitely still reminded me of a lot of other math rock bands that i have listened to over the years uh first things that popped into my mind were my dad okay maps and atlases yes popped into my head uh because that one song well a couple of the songs but that one song was the fucking jam back in 2007 the first track on the trees whatever the name of that record is and then also reminded me of the college days of me listening to hella a whole bunch yes and uh Farrakhet? Farrakhet? I always say it wrong. I don't actually know how to say Uh, the band name. The Discord band. They're real good. Some elements of that, too. And also, more close to home, really hit me, some elements of the old J-Com, Joint Chiefs of Math. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Poots talked about pedals and pedal boards overwhelming her, and I'm just like, Joint Chiefs of Math over here. I'm thinking, uh, we had to tote that thing around for (laughs) Every time I've seen J-Com, when I see that thing come out, I'm like... I, yeah. I can't. I'm a pedal dude, how? and that shit stresses me out so much. Yeah. Like, I don't I know how like he mastered that. It's insanity. It's insanity. vulgar. It's unnecessary. Yeah. Let me, let me walk it's up necessary, but of... it's crazy. <laughs> like, let me Is wa- it necessary? Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, you, sometimes you got to walk up three flights of pedal steps in order to get to the song you want to make. I feel like he's improvising every single no, set they he's, play. No, no, hey, I am here to tell you I went on tour with them. He does the same thing night in and night out how? on that pedal board. How? Because that's how he wrote it. He is trying, well, he didn't, sometimes he doesn't write it. The drummer writes it on like Fruity Loops or whatever program. And he tries to mimic those sounds with his pedal board. And so like you get this weird like rewritten song. But anyway, yeah, his setup is insane and he is an insane player and knows way too much about pedals and probably could have a really awesome time talking to nick reinhardt about oh yeah shit just to interject real quick on all the all those things you said uh when we were at fest and we had two of the dudes from my dad stay with us i noticed uh dave had a terramello sticker on his laptop and talked about how they were an influence of his so that makes sense that they pull from that jcom clearly has an influence from them what was the other band you said? Um, I did say Maps and Atlases. Maps and yeah. Atlases. Uh, I saw them when I was living in Gainesville. Terramellos played the High Dive, and they were on tour with Maps and Atlases. Oh, shit. Yes. So I saw that. That would have been awesome to see. Also, I have in my notes, uh, when I was listening to the record on my computer and I had the Spotify desktop thing opened up, it shows what some of my friends are listening to. And I have J-Pal's Spotify says he was listening to Maps and Atlases. I need to re-listen to them because yeah. uh, I haven't listened <laughs> to them in a long time, and they're a great yeah. band. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to this record, and I immediately was like, oh, man, I need to listen to Maps and Atlases. And so you caught me during my like yeah. research of this album. And yeah. it, it, I'm glad I did because I need to re-listen to them. They're a great band. They were awesome to see live and on tour with Terramellos, which is I was obsessed with them at that point, too. Back to J-Com, though. Uh, <laughs> so, not specifically J-Com, but the song... I think I really thought of J-Com not just from pedals and knowing that Nick Reinhardt uses a bunch of pedals and is great with them. Uh, the song Slimed feels like a Joint Chiefs of Math song. A like, little bit, yeah, I can see like that. Like, the, the drumming, the real random hits during this like kind of slow, sludgy song... And it might also be my favorite song on the record. I'm not totally sure, but it might be. 
Uh, slimed. Yeah, that's, slime might. That's surprising might for me. Uh, you think that, for for uh, me though? Surprising for you in general, or surprising um, that I? It's thought that. surprising that anybody would pick that as their favorite track. And I was considering it to be one of my favorite tracks. Sorry, Poots. <laughs> you you were right. You're <laughs> outnumbered on this. That's funny as shit. <laughs> yeah. That's funny um, as shit that I'm like, this is the skipper. And you're like, this is my favorite It's song. one of my favorite tracks. Uh, yeah. And I, it's one of the longer tracks on the album. Which surprises me that you would like yes, it then. But that weird off time kind of 8080, yeah. like weird oh, guitar that, track when he does the guitar over time yeah yeah that's the extent of what i'll do there but you know what i'm t- you know what i'm talking about yes. you know what i'm talking about yeah. i also love in that song besides all like i love the weirdo off-timey wrong note like happening in that song but i think the the thing that really seals the deal for that song for me is it goes through all this gross music in a sense and it gets to the end and you think it's over and then the last 30 seconds, it's like a dream pop version of the song happens. And it, it, it's like, oh, we here's the real notes of the song. And it's just really pretty. And it just ends this like really wild, slow, repetitive ride with, uh, oh, actually, this is the song that you actually wanted to hear. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they do all this weird, gross shit the whole time. And then yeah. at the very end, they clean it up and make it this pretty thing. Yeah, and I thought that was really kind of ingenious because... I don't know. I thought I even tried to I talked to Poots about that because she was like, oh, this is a skipper. And I was like, yeah, but it, at the end, they show you what the song could have been. And, uh, you know, and I don't know if that why, was totally their intention. Why is that enticing to me, though? Like at the end, they show you what the song could have well, been. Maybe, okay. But that's not what it was for me. Because mo- the okay. first <laughs> five minutes maybe, of the song yeah. is this weird, gross shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So maybe it's because I'm reeled in by the weird, gross shit. The weird, gross shit sounds like someone struggling to play an out-of-tune instrument missing two strings. Okay. Have, you, mean, ever, have you ever been to Guitar Center? Come on. Is, like, is I think they would take that as a compliment, what you just said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sounds like Guitar Center, but worse. It sounds better than Guitar Center. I don't think that it does. Do you want to hear like 30 different Metallica rips played at the same time or this song? And drop that in right here. (laughs) Okay, so that's what that sounds like. <laughs> I can I can only imagine what that's gonna sound like. <laughs> can I play on that track? Oh, actually, let me rephrase that. That sounded really good, actually. Uh, yeah, I'm on Poots' side. The thirty layers of Metallica at Guitar Center is better than Slime. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that I just made myself all that extra work I have to do now. <laughs> oh no, I'll contribute to I that. I have to extra download work. thirty Metallica songs. <laughs> No, I'll play it for Dude. you. I'll play it for you. you don't wanna f- we don't want to fuck with Lars. He is going to sue the shit out of us. Well, if, if he it's finds all po- Poots mouthing Metallica songs and then we layer it oh, all on it's okay, yeah. No, I'm going to try this on Justin's guitar and we're going to record it. Oh, God, I'm going to look yeah. up tabs. Try to teach her a couple of Metallica yes. riffs and send them to me. Yes. Anyway. And send it to uh, Landis, too, and actually kill him. Oh, I could get Landis to play him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But you want me to slop through a few of yeah. them. Oh, yeah, for sure. He but wants that you, sounds... Hey, he wants you to slime through a couple of Thank them. You. Oh, Thank you. Thank you. I knew that. Yeah. Uh, high five. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're still on slimed. 
so the line is you can be my wave that they repeat over and over again yeah i saw them at union transfer in 2017 and i was taking a video of them while they were playing that song and while he's saying you can be my wave somebody blows a sick vape cloud up over top of him (laughs) i'm gonna try to do this so you guys can see it and maybe we can repost this to our instagram so everybody can see it cool are you gonna blow a vape cloud oh (laughs) oh shit (laughs) how that was like an explosion of geyser yeah Yeah. so that was hilarious and i tagged it as you can be my vape (laughs) we're totally gonna post that you can be my vape (laughs) uh so that's just a small hilarious thing that i happened to capture that's awesome the last thing i'll say about slimed is that's i think maybe the first time i realized there are so many hypnotic parts on this record because that really reeled me in and I'll move on from Slimed. There's just so much to say about it, but I'll just move on. Uh, don't worry, uh, I got like at least 25 more minutes on it when I get to it. Okay, good. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we, we can discuss it then. I wanted to talk about Melody 9. Okay. The one that, you know, the OG track, and then... Yeah, let's talk about uh, that. I almost forgot about the OG track as extra credit, and then I, f- I went back and listened to it the other day. And I like the version on X'd Out more than the one okay. on... Yeah, because that one's very like key based uh, or like or very soundscapey. It's not on, full band on X'd out or on the split. See, yeah. I think on the split, I liked it more because it was more spacey and keyboard based. That's cool. I like the more like full band aspect of it. That's fair on X'd out, but I gotta, I have to level with you. The first time we listened to this, we were in the car, and it's not my favorite place to listen to a record for the no. first time. Yeah. But if I'm but if I'm not driving, it's it's okay with me. And I was not driving. Poots was driving, so I was taking it in, and it was the melody, which I guess is melody nine. But that melody really reminded me of something, and I couldn't place it at the time. And then the next day, it fucking just popped into my head, and I was like, Oh my fucking god! Do you know what that melody reminds me of? It reminds me of the main theme from the soundtrack of Commando. <laughs> I am not super familiar with it, so I will have to listen to that. Yes, okay, I have so no idea sure. what you're fucking talking about. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, you're gonna okay, you're gonna put these side by side, and you're like, holy shit! So predominantly on that soundtrack, it's steel drums, <laughs> and somehow his chorus effect on oh, the guitar sounds like steel drums. It does. Okay, so I had a I had like a mental note about the fact that every time I listened to this, I thought it was steel drums, but I knew <laughs> yeah. I knew it wasn't. Like I knew it wasn't, yeah. but I was like yeah. this sounds so much like steel drums. Yeah, it really mimics that. And I, every time I listen to it, I think of Commando, which is ridiculous. So, I didn't send it to you cuz I resisted, but he did a rig rundown with Premier Guitars on YouTube. Check it out. It's fucking great. Unless you don't give a shit about nerdy guitar stuff. I do want to check that out for sure. This was more recently, so it was after their newest record came out. And it's something he didn't have during X'd Out. But he now has this MIDI control pickup on his guitar that he can basically turn his guitar into a MIDI controller and make his guitar sound like anything. And when he's demoing that, he makes his guitar sound like steel drums. There we go. (laughs) There we go. Makes sense. Because that's what it sounds like. So he could definitely make that happen. <laughs> okay. Well, it's good to know. That It's also good to know that if he wanted to, he could uh, play the Commando soundtrack live. You should pitch it to him. <laughs> I might pitch it to him. 
but it's pretty it's kind of weird to like listen to that song and then think of like the the extreme violence from that movie yeah but another note on melody nine while we're talking about it for nerdy terramellos people who know their history they already know this but their first untitled record there was eight tracks and all of them were called melody number one melody two melody three up to eight and then they put out this split that had melody number nine so it's almost like a weird continuation of that record that's cool so it's a little little wink to that i like that i like that i like when bands do that you know elliot smith used to have the no name tracks and they would carry out throughout his uh musical career nice i love that stuff um sunburn the chorus specifically it really reminds me of the chorus from the disheveled cuss song "Wanna Be My Friend." It sounds like a like "Wanna Be My Friend" is like the slower version of "Sunburn," and I I think it's like probably in like the same key or like has the same chord progression. Yes. And I know disheveled cuss came after yeah. the fact, but I think it's kind of cool. Like it really tied that song to that, and it's one of the poppier songs on the record, which disheveled cuss is very poppy. And just a note, Disheveled Cuss is a project that has Nick Reinhardt from Terramellos. It's his other passion project that he's working on. So it makes sense that there's a little bit of yes. similarities there. Yeah, I forgot for that sure. that was the thing. I mean, I, we listened to Disheveled Cuss a bunch because you told us to, and I didn't realize that the connection was there. And that yeah. makes a lot so of sense So it's, it's the more mellow version of Terramellos. Yes. Um, I like it. Yeah. yeah, it's very good. The song New Chlorine really reminds me of a jeff rosenstock song like the leads in it feel very jeff like i don't think there's probably any connection there for real but that song specifically sounds like something that jeff would be putting out now ish uh i could imagine the whole time i just kept thinking of jeff singing on it (laughs) and i was like this this would work this would actually really work with like the heavy shoegazy parts of the song Uh, my brain would explode if jeff rosenstock and tara mellows did some collaboration of some sort <laughs> that would be yeah. insane <laughs> i don't i honestly i it doesn't seem like that far out of the realm of possibility if they decided to do that like oh. i'd be like yeah that make that makes sense to me let's make it happen everybody tweet at both of those bands and make it happen hashtag tara rosenstock tara rosenstock tara tara mellowstock jeff mellowstock I, I like Jeff Mellowstock. <laughs> Jeff Mellows. That's just when he's done too many edibles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So mellow. So mellow. Until Lufthansa or Luth- however you pronounce it. I don't don't know. ask me. I don't know how to read. It's an air. It's I'm a pretending ger- it's Lufthansa. Lufthansa. Well, it's, an, it's, it's a Germanic airline, correct? Yes. Right? I did look yeah. that up. Yep. I have no notes on that other than that. Uh, but the thing that I wanted to say is the riff that goes into the chorus. The I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna mimic it. We can take it out. But the and then it goes into that. Yeah. Well, that really sounds to me like a thematic yacht rock song, a la Harlan Oates. <laughs> like it has that like really like that vibe, like very thematic. Like, come on, Eileen type thing. Yeah. You know, like, it reels me in. What I'm trying to say is, I like that shit a lot. Uh, <laughs> the last thing I want to touch on before I wrap up, though, is the lyrics of this album, which are, as we discussed already, pretty abstract, very cryptic. Figure it out for yourself. But I have some questions. Is Weird Circles 
just about being in a circle pit at a punk rock show. I believe That's so. That's how I interpreted it. I believe it. <laughs> it has something to do with being at a show and some sort of circle pit happening. And, and maybe, then going home and writing a song yeah, cause he's, about it. It kind of seems like he's at a show and maybe he's enjoying the band, but not so much the crowd atmosphere. And maybe he's feeling inspired, but wants to get out of there because he's talking about... Afraid he's um, going to get hit into a wall or something like that. Because he says, it's dangerous to move and I have my arms up and was pastored, pl- pasted to the wall. Pasted um, to the wall, yeah. Another cool confusion. Like, he's enjoying this show, but like this chaos is happening and he doesn't want to be a part of it. So he's just up against the wall. Yeah. Do you okay. know what else it kind of sounds like? being on one of those rides at the fair that spins that sucks you <laughs> oh, to the wall. Oh, the gravity ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Doesn't it kind of sound the like gravitron. that? gravitron. <laughs> Maybe that. Yeah. I would love it if that's what it was about. That is a weird circle. And it just like scrambled his brain and he got a cool idea for a song and he's like, yeah. well, I'm gonna, at least I get to go home and write a song now. <laughs> yeah. That was actually my first thought about that when I read the lyrics and then I was like, it's probably about a pit. <laughs> yeah. I was just but, curious. Yeah. I, mean. I think in general reading through the lyrics, I think they're very cryptic, but some of them, if you start to break them down, they're very simple ideas. Yes. Like, it, it's cryptic. It could mean something else, but then that leads me to no phase. Okay. Because I have it's a lot about, of notes on this, this it song. It just seems like it's about an old pedal or a setting that he lost, and the only way he can hear it again is through his past recordings. And as somebody who records music and has trouble with pedal, I mean, I, he has great knowledge with pedals, but I have none, and I don't use them very frequently. But when I do, I tend to forget what I did with them, and then I hear it on a recording, and I don't know how to mimic it again. And there is some uh, deep sorrow that comes with that <laughs> at times. And I can only imagine with him as somebody that is so in tune with those things, not being able to find that again is probably pretty heartbreaking i have a lot of notes on this song because i sort of had an epiphany while listening to this song so i have the vinyl of this and it has the lyrics on the one side which most of the times they're they don't even put their i think patagonian rats they didn't even have the lyrics in there so it was still like you don't know what the lyrics are they're already confusing plus you can't read them to try to figure out what's going on but xed out had the lyrics in it but no phase is not on there. So I never had the lyrics and didn't really know what they were. And when I was listening through it this time, I was searching the internet and found no phase and started reading it and just like it clicked. And it is 100% about a guitar effects pedal of some sort that he's had and it broke or he lost the setting and can't get that sound. And again, through the ridiculous time I've spent listening and watching him talk about his pedal boards, I remember him talking specifically about a pedal he had that was broken but made a specific sound that it wasn't supposed to make and he loved it like the sound was awesome even though he didn't know how it was being made it was something fucked up in the wiring of it and he was talking about how he was afraid he would lose it and not be able to recreate it and i believe it eventually happened and then he wrote this song about it so that's why i know poots you said this is a skipper for you but to me it's just like this is a heartbreaking song as a musician yeah. who loves effects pedals no i get you, it you get that sound and you make this cool thing and it could have even been something that's a signature sound for him in in a way right you know, because right. it's this pedal that's doing what it's not supposed to do, but it's making a cool noise that he loves. And I, I had that written down. You said it, too, that 
this song is kind of heartbreaking when you read it like that. Like as a yeah. guitar nerd, it breaks my heart that he lost that, that sound. Sucks. That's sad. And he says that like there used to be a special sound, one that no one else had heard, like a machine that someone poured a glass of water into. <laughs> so it's like this broken effect that it could have literally been because of being on tour and somebody spilled beer on this pedal and yeah. now it makes this crazy sound. And he is known for painting all his pedals and stuff, these like crazy colors. So that's the, um, it comes in colors blue and red. I like the purple one instead. It's probably one that he had painted purple. And I was trying yeah. to like find which pedal it was because I really wanted to nerd out, but I couldn't. But yeah, that yeah. is 100% what that song is about. And I, I do love that song even before knowing that it was about a broken pedal. Like, I just love the way that that song flows and feels and the vocals on it are so nice. And then it does those weird, like, pitch shift vocals and doing the oohs mm. and ahs. I love that song. And it breaks my cool. heart knowing that he lost that setting. Yeah, that is a bummer. That is not something I would wish on somebody. It's sad as shit. So, in conclusion, in my notes here. The record has parts that I really enjoy, but to me it does have some skippers as well. I uh, think some of the like some of the slower stuff, like there's the one is it is it Snake Lake that's just him on guitar for a little bit yes. before a track. It's cool, but like it doesn't it doesn't do it for me. That's fine, whatever. And I really couldn't get into the the last track, Xed Out and Tired. I think this is the name of it. Yes, it just was too too repetitive for me. I do wish some of the songs were maybe just a little shorter. I think there's so much going on in the songs that sometimes for me, I'm like, oh, to me, I think this song should be over. That's just a personal preference. And I also wanted to point out on that EP, you talked about the drugs one or whatever. I saw, happened to click on a song on there. It was eight minutes long. And you like that? You? Mr. Short Song? You enjoy that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Have you, okay. Did you listen to it? I listened to a few seconds of it, but I didn't have time to... I was trying to really get this album. I didn't have time yeah, to really dive in. No. But, but still, I saw eight minutes. Fucking, I saw eight it's minutes. not the goddamn decline, that's for sure. I saw eight minutes. That's all I have to say. Anyway. The only other critique I have is I think the drums get lost behind walls of guitar at times. And I know the walls of guitar are like the most important thing of the band, probably. But the drummer does so many cool things, but I feel like, and maybe, maybe I just didn't have the right headphones or right, you know, like I didn't have the right settings, but I could hear things happening on the drums that I couldn't fully like actually hear. And I know from seeing them live that he's doing insane shit. And I wish I could hear that a little bit more through the songs, but that's coming from somebody that also loves to have his guitar way too loud and drown out everything. (laughs) So yeah, and there's also a lot happening on on the songs. yeah. Well, there's so many layers that it could just be buried a bit because of the layering. Like that's yeah, it's inevit it's inevitable. So it's just something I I notice. It's not really like a deal breaker for me or anything like that. Like I said, I think my favorite tracks, Slime might be my favorite. Um, but I really enjoyed uh, New Chlorine and Until Lafanza and Sunburn. I thought those were the standout tracks for me and. Uh, if I have to give it a rating, and I hope you don't think this is too low of a rating, Josh. I want you to give your honest opinion on this record. I enjoy the record, and it's not something that I would put on all the time, but it's definitely something I would like to listen to more in the future. And uh, would definitely enjoy on like car rides, for sure. I would give it six X's out of ten outs. <laughs> I, that is fair enough. Because it's, uh, I think it would be a grower on me, but it might take a little bit. 
because there is so much going on and i love crazy guitar work but you know sometimes some things just take a little longer but i mean there was no time during this record where i was like i can't believe i'm fucking listening to this record yeah. it was oh i really like this is very enjoyable and i'm listening to uh like listening to it during work and being like oh this is like i enjoy having this on and uh i look forward to diving into the album later on and more material oh and i real quick i did listen to two tracks off of trash generator and i enjoyed those a lot nice yeah uh i think it was like the two top tracks of that record on spotify okay which one of them was trash generator and another i forget the name of the other one but i enjoyed them it was very hard for me to pick between the three full lengths, between Patagonian Rats, X'd Out, and Trash Generator. Those might show up at some point down the line. Because um, cool. they're all great records, and if you feel inclined, please check them out on your own. Um, Poots said she was enjoying some of the stuff she heard off Patagonian Rats. You're saying you enjoyed some of the stuff off of Trash Generator. They're both great records, and if you can tolerate X'd Out, you can enjoy the other two as well, for sure. Cool. Last comment I'll make. We had mentioned that we got to see them live together, and I think right now, and I wish I would have gotten to see them again, and hopefully someday in the future, you know, I will get to see them again, but they're, I think, a band that I really enjoyed seeing live. Like, I enjoy listening to the record now, but when I saw them live, I was like, this is the coolest shit. Like, it was just so much yeah. fun to watch them play. Yes. I really enjoyed it. You know it. what I mean? So for me, maybe at this moment in time, it's more of a live band for me, but that's not not a bad thing because, I mean, you want to be fucking cool and interesting when you're playing live, you know? Yeah. With that said, I think that's a good spot for me to jump in because I got a little story on that. And then we can wrap this baby up. Cool. Dope. Yeah, seeing them live and listening to them on recording are two different beasts. It was kind of mentioned earlier about how the wackiness and like overbearing noise stuff isn't very present on here. Like, yes, clearly there's wacky, noisy stuff, but it's not overbearing and mm -hmm. overwhelming. They save that for their live sets. That's when he goes to town and does weird stuff that's when he's messing with different effects and trying things he said before on recording songs like i can't recreate that live so i have to kind of make it something new with the pedals that i have he's constantly changing what pedals he uses and things like that so seeing them live is totally different than listening to one of their records i've seen them live several times and the way we got to see them was one of the coolest because they were on tour it was an off date they weren't scheduled to play any shows and luckily we had some insider information before it was actually announced mm -hmm. but it was announced day of that they were playing a small garage in york pennsylvania as a one-off show by themselves um, we should just go ahead and plug it skid row garage yes yeah, skid row garage they do a lot yep. of shows for the punk community in york which doesn't really have a scene anymore so it's kind of cool that somebody there is trying to keep some sort of scene alive there and an amazing amount of things like this that happen that are one-offs that day of it gets announced yes like that happens 
pretty frequently there and it's kept very hush and then everyone's crammed in and it's always amazing yeah it's i mean admittedly not my favorite place to see things because usually there's fireworks being shot (laughs) off at people in this tiny room it's a very diy venue it is literally (laughs) a garage (laughs) yeah yeah but i mean i've seen so many cool things there and this is absolutely top of the list of cool things that i've seen pop up there so yeah so we we got to see them in that environment we were all right in front of them funny story about that show while they were playing there was two or three people who ended up behind the band and there was one dude in like a button-up white collared shirt that he had unbuttoned and was sweaty and gross and he was taking selfies of himself behind the band and everybody was giving that dude the finger in his selfie because he was backwards to the band, so his back is to the crowd, and the band's back is right. to his back. Right. So he's doing this selfie. We're all giving him the finger, so there's other pictures being taken. There's a picture. If you go to the Terramellos Instagram, their profile picture is from that show of everybody. <laughs> what looks like they're giving the finger to Terramellos, but it's this <laughs> dude behind them. And when I saw them a couple years later at Union Transfer, I was talking to Nick Reinhardt at their merch table after the show, and I was telling him about how I saw him at Skid Row Garage, and he was like, oh yeah, that's our profile picture, and he thought that everybody was giving them the finger for some random reason. I had to explain to him. I was like, no, it was this other dude behind you just being an idiot, taking that selfie of himself. And he's just like, oh, that makes so much more sense. We were so confused why everybody was giving us the finger at one point. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, it was great. Um, that was so fun to see. We were like, like Nick's guitar was pretty much in my face watching them play. It was really cool to see that very intimate performance th- seeing them there. I think I have some uh, pictures from that show somewhere on my computer that we could post on the Instagram. I probably have some too, so we can cool. put a little collage up of some Terramellos yeah. pictures yeah. once this episode drops for sure. Was that the first time you guys, first and only time you guys saw them? Yeah, first and only time for me. Same. Um, At least that I know of. Where are they from? They are from California. Yeah, then that's probably it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the first time I saw them, I didn't know who they were, and they were on tour with Heavy Heavy Low Low. Oh, my God. And a couple other bands. I forget who all it was. I think I still have the poster from that show somewhere. I'll try to find it. If I do, I'll take a picture of it. We'll put it on the gram, too. Um, If not, I'm sorry. But anyway, it was Terra Mellows and Heavy Heavy Low Low. And... At the what time, yeah. At the time, I will admit, I was kind of into having a Lolo. Embarrassing. That's a guilty pleasure, I guess. Anyway, we'll throw your favorite heavy, heavy Lolo track on the fucking Spotify playlist. <laughs> I'm not going to continue this conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> But no, so really it was some friends of mine who really wanted to go to the show and I was kind of indifferent about it. The only band I knew at the time was Heavy Heavy Lolo and I wasn't like, oh, I got to see them. I was just like, ah, I, I don't mind if I have to see them. But we went. It was at the Auto Bar in Baltimore and this band is setting up three piece set and the guitarist is bringing out his pedal board. And it was so big at the time, two people had to carry it out. Yep. It was like six feet long. It was insane. And I just looked at this while he was setting it up. And I was like, this is either going to be the best or worst thing I've ever seen. Like, this could go either way. And they started playing, and it blew my brains out of the back of my head. 
And this was, I think they had That's just hot. they had just put the by the end of tonight split out. So they were playing those songs and earlier stuff. Okay. And at the time, I knew nothing about them, but like they started playing. For those of you who are familiar with the auto bar, they kind of have a balcony off to the side, and I was like at the perfect spot to just look down and watch all this happen, and see everything they're doing, and and it was blowing my mind. And they did two things that like sold me on it. They used a sample of the ice cream eating motherfucker bit from the Fugazi instrument DVD. Classic. Yes, and I was just like, that's cool. They're referencing that. And then during one of their songs, they went into the end of Weezer's sweater song and just kind of played that droney part. And I was just like, okay, this is my favorite band in the world now. Uh, and this is this is the kid that was like, I'm here for Heavy Heavy Low Low. I was there to get my friends to see Heavy Heavy Low Low. I was just up in the balcony trying to have, uh-huh. have a good time. You were at your you were at your Heavy Heavy Low Low time. It, Your all-time heavy, heavy. It was a very heavy, heavy, low, 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 time. low time for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen them several times since then in like different eras of their existence. And every time it's mind-blowing. Let's hope once this stuff is over and bands can tour again, we can all uh, yeah. hang out Did and you, see them again. The Union Transfer one, you went with Kenny? Yes. I remember you saying after the fact that you guys went, and I was like slightly like, man, I wish I would have known about it. I wish I would have gone. That was another weird one because they played with that band Chon, C-H-O-N, which if you don't like jazz, you would not like Chon. <laughs> Well, I like jazz, so... They're that jazzy gent. They play seven-string guitars, but it's kind of clean tone, sweepy, like, everything is crazy guitar yeah. licks. Then I'm probably not going to like that, It's no. kind of cool, but it's almost a novelty yeah. to me. But they did play with that band Covet. Have you heard of them? The one girl's, like, an amazing guitarist. Oh, yes. Yeah, I yeah, forget yeah, yeah. her um, name offhand. No, I do know that band. Yvette or something like that. Yvette Young or something like yes. that. Yeah, um, she's like an insanely talented guitarist. Yeah, she's incredibly good at yeah. guitar. And we got to the show late, and we just caught the end of their set. A uh, couple of quick notes I have just about this record. If you're familiar with this band, as soon as you hear weird circles and you start hearing that repetitive note, like it starts with the the very basic clicking guitar notes, and then the kind of noodly guitar comes in. You can tell that this is written on a loop pedal, and Nick is known for doing crazy loops with, like, a DL4. So that's where you get that repetitiveness that you guys kept talking about, mm-hmm. how some of these songs kind of get hypnotic, because I think he writes noodly things, loops it, and then builds all these layers on top of it and finds weird sounds to put on it. And that's where you get that hypnotic vibe. For, for sure. sure. Yeah, absolutely. On the song New Chlorine. But I just like that line, bleach your life until something seems all right. Around this era that this came out, he had bleach blonde hair. Oh. So I think <laughs> I think that kind of relates to that. Like maybe he's just like, ble- like maybe he had something going on in his life and that's why he like decided to do some random bleaching in his hair. And yeah. maybe that would kind of help him. Even in Slime, he has the line about try to comb my hair but the slime is too thick and the new chlorine the building up of the green slime and stuff like there's a lot of connections there with that i just thought that was kind of silly uh i think bite is about doing mushrooms and if you watch if you watch the music video for that you'll be like oh yeah this is definitely about doing mushrooms (laughs) but he just talks about taking that bite from the ground and then seeing purple and like having all these realizations and the wonder and 
Again, who knows? But that's just well, a, he, a little bit of the vibe I got. He says he sees purple. Yes, that's his. That's his favorite petal. He likes the purple one the best. So maybe he's just tripping on shrooms. Out and in, thinking about his and, old pedal. And thinking about his pedal, making crazy yeah. loops out in the yeah. world, eating dirt. <laughs> <laughs> dirt sandwich. I really like Snake Lake. I know it's kind of a boring buffer of a song. When I was re-listening to this record this week, I was like, Snake Lake, Melody 9, and Slimed were going to be an issue. I knew you guys were going to bring that up because they are kind of oddballs and they kind of break up the record in a weird way but they're always almost followed by a hit song. Like Snake Lake goes into Sunburn, Melody mm-hmm. Nine goes into Tropic Lame, and Slimed goes into Until Lef... Uh, what are we going with? The fucks... Lufthansa. Lufthansa. Yeah, that German airline. <laughs> yes. So yeah, like they are broken up, and he does these weird parts all the time. You know, he's always creating these weird sounds and soundscapes. So I think that was his way of getting some of those things out onto a record so he could move on and maybe breaking up some of the hits. Right. You can see how they took you out of it a little bit, but they still have that hypnotic feel. There's a lot of cool depth to them. If you really zone out and listen to them, you can Mm -hmm. feel the layers of it. By zone out, do you mean get high? Do you mean take a bite of the earth? So sunburn. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe if Governor Tom Wolf pushes through this bill. You too could eat dirt. (laughs) The band you too will eat dirt. So on sunburn, the drums during the kind of bridge and then keychain part, he's just hitting the snare to the beat, but then he starts throwing in these crazy like bass drum hits and floor tom hits. And I sent you a video, I don't know if you guys got to watch it, but it's a minute clip of him recording it, and it's just the isolated drums of him doing that part, and it blows my mind and makes me so happy. I didn't I didn't get to watch, but I'll watch it again. I When I sent you those things, I told you that it was fine if you didn't watch it, because I know I was throwing a lot at you. But I was... I went down the rabbit hole and was watching everything, so... You sent it right as the flyers started playing, and I was like, I can't right now, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. During that part it's right after that drum part it does the key change and the bass kind of does like a it's riding one note and then it changes key again and he starts doing these single notes like kind of hopping around on the fretboard and it's so goofy sounding when you listen to it but it's so right it's yeah oh man it's so goofy just listen to it next time you listen to it just observe the bass lines it's it's very fun it's yeah. almost like a like beach boys yeah yeah kind of i know i know i know beach boys part there's a lot of hits on here, but I think Sunburn and Tropic Lame were the two that singles that they put out. Yeah, I read that Tropic Lame was the first single. Yeah. And then I think Sunburn and New Chlorine were also. And they are very catchy. They have cool hooks and everything. Yeah. Um, until Lufanza. Lufanza? Lufanza? Lufanza. Lufanza. Whatever you want to call it. Until German Airline. We just sound like you're, yeah, like slimed. Yeah, kind of can take you out of it if you're not in the mood. But then it does that weird droney dream pop thing, and then that song kicks in, and it's so like poppy almost. It's like down, down, digga, 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 down, down, <laughs> like that yeah. weird palm beauty thing. 
it just brings you right back into it. No matter what Slimed yeah. made you feel as soon as that song kicks in, you're just like, all right, this is Ooh, awesome. I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm back. <laughs> I feel like uh, this is maybe a comment so many people would make, but I'm going to make it anyway. Go for it. There are so many parts on this album that I just want to take and p- put into like Super Mario Kart. Like it's, <laughs> I want to play Super Mario Kart while listening to this record. He loves cartoon sounds. And that's what he tries to make his guitar sound like, which is right up the same alley as video games, especially like old school games, Mario and stuff. That makes sense then. I did not read about that. I could have assumed as much, but, uh, you know, I feel like that's the most generic. This sounds like video games, but it really did. It really did. But it sounded like well done, you know? Yeah. Um, And X'd Out. I really like that song. I know you said it kind of didn't work for you. Poots, I don't know how you felt about the last track. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> so that, that, that's <laughs> fine. It really doesn't fit with the rest of the record. And it's definitely like, no. um, in a weird way, a very Weezer way to end the record. It reminds me of Pinkerton by Weezer because that ends with uh, Butterfly, which is an acoustic song. It's just Rivers singing kind of thing where the rest of the album is just like a bunch of rock songs so you have this weird math weirdo album and then all of a sudden you have this very repetitive basic guitar thing and if you read the lyrics on it i imagine him laying in bed with his acoustic guitar being very tired playing this riff over and over again being like this is kind of cool and i want to write something i want to get up and i want to loop it and build all this crazy shit on it and make a song out of it but I'm just so tired. And then the record literally ends with maybe I'm just tired and I should go to bed. So yeah. that, t- like, yeah. I get how you might not enjoy it just because you've been through this whole experience and then you get this over and over again and it drags out and it literally is just the same repeated guitar riff and then some weird stuff happening over it at one point. But if, yeah. like, you think about it of him just laying in bed doing, I've done that where I'm like, writing a cool guitar part that I don't mm-hmm. want to forget, but I'm too tired to get up and record it or write it down or something. So you play it yes. over and over so you know the next yeah. day you'll know how to do so it. So I still. just imagine that's yeah. what he was doing. I mean, I I think the, the very last line is perfect. Like, I think yeah. that is a great way to end a record. For me, it was a little too repetitive, but I understand that. Like, I've been there, too. Like, just playing the same thing over and over in bed late at night, like, 2 in the morning. You can't fall asleep. But I think some of the weird, like, key stuff for keyboard, whatever, I think maybe those didn't work for me. But I can see it in the sense of, like, you're fucking tired as hell, your mind's loopy, you're playing the same thing over and over, and, like, your mind's darting everywhere, so these random sounds are happening. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it, make, it, makes, it makes sense to me, but it still just didn't, didn't totally do it for me. I like the line, which is another callback the creepy crawl just like in the song from before is a mean gent maybe not mean because he doesn't speak and i don't know him wonder what he'd say if he'd talk like another man nothing too important just a ramble so in bite he's talking about seeing that bug and smashing it and killing it but then he's also in this song having the thought of maybe he's not mean and i don't need to kill him because he doesn't speak and i don't know him maybe he's a good guy it's it's this weird like you can tell he's falling asleep and like tripping out on his own thoughts because he's so tired while this repetitive guitar riff is happening so that's just my weird thought on that other than that i don't have a lot more to say other than i love this record an insane amount what's your rating i would give this who 
I didn't think about this. I forgot that this was part of it. So <laughs> I think I would give this nine out of ten melodies. Oh, nice. Do you think they'll ever do a melody ten? I don't know, but when they do, I'll give it a ten out of ten melodies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, shit. Yeah. I just love this band. I can literally talk about them forever, so I will shut up now. 9 out of 10. Let's close the books on X'd Out by Terra Mellows. I'm glad you guys got some enjoyment out of it. And I'm also glad that um, you didn't 100% love it almost in a way that we got to kind of talk about some of our different thoughts on it. This is really the first time we've gotten to this point. Had this much, I don't want to say disagreement, but uh, opinions. Yeah. I think it was pretty funny to see the contrast in the things that I specifically (laughs) was like, nope, skipper. And you guys were like, no, this is the shit. And I'm like, no. (laughs) And I love that. I love getting the outside. Like I'm a dumb guitar nerd who thinks he knows a little bit about pedals and is obsessed with it. And I'm terrified of jazz. I don't know what to do with pedals ever. Yeah. And J-Pal. Yeah. You're a, you're a musician, but you don't dabble too hard in pedals. I want to, but it it terrifies. I I want to so badly. The idea is so intriguing, but I'm very, I'm a very bare bones player. I get my weird sounds just from like hurting my guitar. So, well, here's the thing you, you do. And I think without effects pedals, you do a lot of crazy stuff on your instrument, but think about all the possibilities. Imagine all those weird sounds with like a cool chorus and delay on it. I know. You I would tried. never remember how to replicate any of those. Uh, that's the that's magic the in it, though. Like you don't always get to be able to replicate it, and sometimes there is yeah. no phase. That sounds mm. horrifically frustrating. <laughs> that closes it out. Um, so I guess there's one more thing we need to do. God, fuck. Poots went last week. This was clearly my week. That means one thing, J-Pal. It's time for you to assign next week's record. Nah, it's my turn to pick. So I'm just going to go into this saying... You know what? Okay. <laughs> Fuck it. Here we go. You guys both kind of did... not uh, Kind of like math rocky stuff. I mean, Reverse the Curse is not like super math rock, but it's very like groovy and like... It's very well um, very... composed. There's a lot of... Uh, yes. I don't know how to... I don't. I don't know how to say this, but both bands, you can clearly tell, put a lot of thought into how these songs are built. Yes. Okay. So the song structure is well kinda, executed. Yes. Yeah, so it kind of made me feel like I needed to, to do that too. Like I felt like this, this round seemed very like math rock and I was like, what can I do? You know, like, but I'm going to say, fuck that. <laughs> um, love it. Throw the curveballs. There are no themes yeah. here. I think the, th- I think the song, the song structure in these songs are fantastic as well but they're just not you know crazy math rock composed bullshit but we're gonna go with witness by modern life is war whoa Whoa. all right i don't know this band very well and i should probably know them a lot better because you talk about them a lot and again the point of this fucking podcast (laughs) exactly (laughs) i have some preconceived notions in my head about this band from my time in hardcore but i feel like all right that's about to go out the window i had seven different things written down (laughs) with question marks over here so i was just like you know what we're going with that so we're doing witness modern life is war and i'm gonna say you know i'm not gonna say anything you go into it without any of my thoughts on this i love that i don't want any of your thoughts we'll get to that next week poots just a little bit of insight on your relationship with Modern Life is War. 
um, that the hardcore scene is full of fucking douchebags. If that's all go. you want to put out there, <laughs> I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I've seen this band a million fucking times. Have you? I feel like I have. <laughs> have you actually? I feel like I have where they sound like the name sounds like something that I've seen a million fucking times, but I feel like I've seen Modern Life is War <laughs> a bunch of times. I mean, then I wish I was you because I only have seen them one time and it had to be at Fest and I was hopefully going to get to see them this Fest and they got postponed. I got, I mean, I've just, I've seen so many hardcore bands so many times, but I don't know. I'm not familiar with this at all. Okay. That's my, my shit You're familiar, is I'm not familiar. Well, we know. familiar with the scene, but not necessarily this band specifically. Yeah. Okay. It kind of seems like we already know where Poots is going to land hey. on this one. Because hey. You don't know that. Hey. I mean, you are like heavily oh, like, you're like, this is fucking hardcore. Okay. Here we go. You don't know. Listen. Should I listen? Your attitude is oh so negative. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, nah. I mean, I shit on hardcore, but like, I'm going into this with an open mind. That's the thing, because I'm not familiar with this at all, and there is a bunch you? of hardcore that right. I like. Yes, uh, okay. there's a ton as, of stupid as hardcore as that I'm I reeling this in. It's all, good. it's all good. It's all good. So, as somebody who spent a decent portion of time in the hardcore scene as well. I like hardcore and now looking back on it I realize how stupid hardcore is. But I'm excited to listen to this mm-hmm. uh cuz I still love hardcore. I understand poots that there are a lot of issues in the hardcore scene and maybe we can get into that next week depending on where things go. But this band specifically, I've heard the name a lot, Justin. I've heard you talk about them a lot. I've never seen them and I don't think i've knowingly listened to them i'm sure you've had them on at some point i've heard them oh i was just every time the album is mentioned i immediately downloaded on spotify i just looked them up the dead ramon song i do know that song so i am familiar with classic oh is that on this record okay it is on this record okay i just saw it on the top five it is so i do know that song um the dead ramon song so i like that song so now i'm excited that i just put it together that it's on that record yeah let's go into it with an open mind hardcore stupid but you know it's either this exactly or, and i mean i'm probably gonna assign barrier dead on my next round so oh my god Here's the thing. i was gonna say to bury your dead okay <laughs> okay here yeah it's leaps and bounds above sorry josh but what basically i was gonna say is we know hardcore is stupid it's fucking dumb and maybe the ship has sailed on this album for you guys which is quite possible but you're still gonna fucking listen to it because i signed it <laughs> i love it that is the 100 the attitude that should be when you're assigning a record it don't matter because you got doesn't matter what your it. opinion is you still have to listen to it yes and it meant a lot to me in high school and it meant a lot to me in college and listening back, maybe it doesn't all ring true today, but I think there's a lot that rings true in that album, and I think there's a lot that you could gather. I think I think I really want you guys to really read the lyrics on okay. this record. I think the lyrics are very important to understanding this record. It's definitely more uh, it's definitely more emotive hardcore. Cool. So I'm hoping you guys can gather a little more from it. It's not to me, it's not your traditional hardcore cool. band. I am excited to listen to this for sure. I think it's a good pick. I'm excited to do it. Obviously, there's a little bit of something going on here, and I think that might be good for next week. I, I don't think it's going to be bad. I think there'll be some opinions here, and it, I think it could be a, a good discussion. Sure. I think uh, I think it's really funny. I think it'll be a good discussion because 
you two definitely have more history with the hardcore scene than I do. I really don't have any history with the hardcore scene. My history is the, my history is this band and like give up the ghost. Wait, what? you should feel happy about What's that. It? What era was the hardcore U two phase? When was hard U two a oh, hardcore band? Uh, beautiful day. When did that come out? Uh, <laughs> that was probably like two thousand three. Hoots immediately checked out on that one. <laughs> This was fun. I enjoyed this conversation with you, dumb, dumb idiots. <laughs> um, hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on email. My friends, favorite records, podcast.com. Yes. yes. And my friends, favorite records at gmail.com is the email. You got it, baby. And if you search my friends, favorite records on the social media platforms, you'll find us. Uh, send us a message. Tell us if you like us or don't like us. Be nice. Whatever. Yeah. Tell us what you want us to listen to. Yeah, we might do something like that. At and some yeah, point. if we get yeah, some shit. Yeah, that'd be cool. And then we'll email you back and tell you what we want you to listen to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, if you do search us on the Spotify, you will find our episodes as well as the playlist. Yeah, check out the so playlist. So every episode, we add our top tracks from the episode. Yeah. Do you guys know what your song would be? Tropic Lame. You know what? I'm going to go with Slimed. Ugh. I'm going to go with Bite. So check those out on the playlist with that being plugged, our social media. And that's going to wrap it up for this week. Next week, Modern Life is War. The album is Witness. And until then, this has been my friend's favorite records. And where's Where's my my shoes? shoes? Oh, they're right here. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. I never took them off. <laughs> Dude, they're on your feet. Mine are gone. All right. And stop. Cool.